Yeah, we was gone for a few weeks, but we back now. This our show, and we talk about everything, and we talk about everything. Royal Flex, the brand's own introspective insight right now. Peace, love, and all that good stuff. I am King Dev Doe, and this is Royal Flex, the brand's introspective insight talk show. I want to start off by apologizing for being away for about three weeks now i was supposed to be releasing the show every week every saturday but life got ahead of me uh technical difficulties um the mixer that i was using was just malfunctioning and it was delaying my audio playback so it was hard for me the perfectionist i am to record the shows because i would talk into my mic and then like the mixer would delay everything coming back into my ear as I'm monitoring what I'm saying and how my voice sounding and how everything is going through and sounding and everything. And I got irritated on my other show. And then I was like, man, screw this. And I was out because it was technical difficulties. And uh, I ended up posting it like I'm having te- technical difficulties. My freaking stupid uh, mixer just not working. The stupid Behringer uh, USB something xenex 2 or something like that that junk suck but i got an audio interface now this junk sounds awesome shout out to my boy for recommending this to me this thing is perfect it's perfect i don't even have to um put my 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 normie my normal i said normie my normal plugins in because this thing is just so awesome and it's doing what i needed to do when i needed to do it and how i needed to do it so Shouts out to my boy, I think Brennan, I think he um recommended this to me, I don't remember, but shouts out to him, because this is Clutch, I got it today, well yesterday, because I'm recording this literally at 1am, because I need to get this out tomorrow, and I'm excited, I know y'all excited to get the show back, we are on iTunes now, I, f- I was gonna say that, I mean I've been posting it, but I get to say it on air now, we are on iTunes now, so your local podcast app for all you iPhone users. Just go to your podcast app, search Introspective Insight, subscribe to us so you can be there to listen to all our episodes as we release them because they will be on the iTunes podcast app. So without further ado, let's get into our quote of the show. It is from the one, the only Malcolm X. You, you can't have capitalism without racism. You can't have capitalism without racism. That goes right into our topic of the day, which is Black Wall Street. The word of the show is nepotism. Nepotism is the practice among those with power or influence of favoring relatives or friends, especially giving them jobs, especially by giving them jobs is what it says. But you get the point. And it all goes into the topic of the show, which is Black Wall Street aka also known as little africa and the lack thereof um of having little africa's all throughout the country and this is something that i hold close to me um mainly because this is the black wall street podcast if you don't know now you know this is the black wall street podcast and i told you guys from the previous episodes my mission is to start the conversation for black wall street now you ask me what is black wall street well black wall street simply is 
a business district of black owned businesses and black owned residences. So black Wall Street is it more so it's not necessarily a street, but it's more so a district that represents black owned businesses and black owned residences and just a, a fully black community in which our money can circulate within the black community and black businesses um and we collectively help each other to obtain the highest level of um respect and all that good stuff so this is why i basically uh, um promote black wall street most people i've gotten into little mini debates like why does it have to be a black wall street why can't it just be wall street well we do have a wall street it doesn't say white wall street but it's dominated by white people and often more times than none black people get the minor or the minuscule roles within wall street and that's not even the wall street i'm talking about i'm not talking about controlling stocks and all that stuff i'm talking about building a community in which we help each other strive for greatness in all aspects of life uh starting with our youth and building up and through the youth as well as all the people within our community so um and i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna give you a little background a little history on black wall street and what i've been um not necessarily digging up because i've known about it for a while but a lot of people don't know about it because u.s history neglects to literally um tell the story and it's hard it's not you wouldn't find it unless you go looking for it is basically what i'm saying and that's that comes with all of our history really we have to go and search for what it is that we came from and what it is that we've done in the past as you know the black community and just what good things we've done instead of shining light on things like slavery and uh jim crow and all those negative connotations that are that is connected to you know the black community in america and ultimately america itself because that's all that america wants to acknowledge um from the jump uh, i've been reading a couple books since our break uh i've i'm trying to find time guys i'm trying to find time to actually read the books and um be able to relay the different messages that i'm getting from my books to you guys but yeah it's just a lot going on man it's a lot going on but i'm trying i'm trying but from the books i mean from the things that i've i've read so far um i've come to the brief conclusion um the very strong conclusion that throughout history white men in particular white men were highly insecure of themselves and when they seen the black man they wanted to dominate them or better yet they wanted to prove that they were the superior race so in turn slavery was born jim crow was born um and all these different things to demean the black man and all who comes before or after him or all that looks like him mainly the ones anybody with color with pigment in their skin uh, with melanin um they wanted to demean diminish and ultimately belittle basically black wall street the idea of black wall street symbolizes um the nguzo saba and everybody knows what the Nguzo Saba is. If you don't, go listen to episode two um, of Introspective Insight, in which I broke down what the Nguzo Saba is and why we should um, fully embody those principles and 
basically let it manifest within all our lives and pass it down to everybody and anybody we can pass it down to and also pass it up to our elders if they don't know about it because the Nguzo Saba is real. The Nguzo Nguzo Saba should be practiced daily and the Nguzo Saba is powerful. And those principles in which the Nguzo Saba was built on was embodied fully within Black Wall Street. And as once we go on our little history lesson, I'm going to tell you exactly what I mean by Black Wall Street in Little Africa. So I want to start the conversation mainly because I believe that Black, Black Wall Street should exist in all aspects of the country, in all corners of the country and anywhere where black people reside, because the idea of our money circulating within our own um, culture is huge. Because our culture is already used to profit off of in in general. So if we can actively build our own hospitals, build our own schools, build our own studios, build our own sporting complexes, um, own our own sporting teams, that's majority black anyway. Um, you know, just own the various things that's dominated by white men. Uh, we would... We will have more. Um, we will have a, a a louder voice, if you will, if that makes sense, uh, within the world today, or within America today. Because at the end of the day, money rules the world, um, and money is the real voice. You don't have a voice if you don't have money. Um, I mean, you do have a voice, but it's very small. Because if you don't talk to the right people, your voice is just kind of circulating within your community, which is fine as long as your community is listening. And that's a big thing. If your community is not listening, then you're talking virtually to a brick wall um, or to a select few. But you want your message, whatever your message is, to circulate around everybody. You want your message to circulate throughout everybody within the community, not just a few people, the select few or the ones that are like minded. So I want to build. I mean, so I want to start the conversation simply because that's a goal of mine that's to build literally build black wall street i want to build a business district in which is compiled of all black owned businesses black owned residences black owned churches um mosque um temples uh, um law offices you name it i want it to be black owned in a in some type of district in every corner of or at least every major city or half of the major cities in the United States, simply because it will create a sense of purpose, more purpose for the black community nationwide. So we wouldn't have to continue to adhere to uh, racism every day. We won't have to depend on the, the establishment to give us what we need and, um, provide us with everything in which we need to live off of and including money, jobs, education, um, nonprofit organizations, uh, funding really is what that is, uh, funding for our, our youth, funding for our futures, funding for the different various things like scholarships, loans, all that good stuff. Um, we will be able to fund that ourselves. So in turn, we will create a need for them to want to do business with us, not um, want to get business from us, if that makes sense. 
um, if I said that right. I think I confused myself. But what I'm saying is, they would have to, uh, they would have to engage us on as a businessman, as a partner, um, as opposed to appro- approaching us as consumers to whatever it is that they are offering us. So that's the power of Black Wall Street and what Black Wall Street can and will bring to us. Um, it's a it's a level of status, um, economic status that we've been deprived of and robbed of throughout time. Um, so it, and it starts small. It I mean I can't say that we will go and and um buy buy up a thirty six block um business district um within a matter of ten years or 15 years but we can start somewhere and then we can start somewhere where it's already a lot of black owned businesses and we add to it um and we can start where it's a it's already a lot of um black owned residences and we can add to it um and buy out a lot of the people in the you know around <clears throat> in the area or simply run them out by buying out you know everything around the ones um that's already established and don't want to move because at the end of the day we just want a majority of the areas to be black owned and black ran we don't want to necessarily run anybody out of their houses or homes or businesses or whatever the case but we want to control that district so we can call it little africa so to to start it would just it starts here it starts on introspective insight it starts with that conversation it starts with that drive to want to build black wall street in a way it's it starts with the thought with the manifestation of black wall street actually being real so it it starts small it starts here it starts when nobody's listening and it definitely starts when nobody's watching and the more you believe that we believe that black wall street is possible the more it will manifest into reality um, everywhere we go so it, re- it really just d- starts with one person in each city each major city pushing it and keeping the conversation alive and eventually everything will catch on and it will grow because it only takes a f- it takes a few talks with the right people in the right at the right time and boom black wall street is starting to build from the ground up and it could be multiple black wall streets it don't have to be just one um and then we just we have to maintain momentum by continue continuing the conversation. It's almost like continuing ed- education uh, for like certifications and everything. Like you got to continue your certif- certification to be proficient in whatever it is that you're doing. We have to continue talking about Black Wall Street in order to stay p- proficient and stay sharp in everything that we're trying to build and actively help each other to build Black Wall Street, to build different businesses, um, to build different business um, buildings in order to house multiple businesses to put our money pull our money together um in ways where we can buy large acres of land in order to build on those large acres of lands to ultimately fund our own schools or uh build a business district um build factories in which we can start distribution companies or just little things like that that can work but it all starts with cooperative economics ujama cooperative economics it all starts with there um, and also Umoja, unity. We have to be unified in order to collectively build Black Wall Street. One person can't build Black Wall Street. It's a community that has to build Black Wall Street and a community that has to um, buy into the idea of Black Wall Street. So just keep that in mind. Black Wall Street is 
um, symbolic of unity, of cooperative economics, of the Nguzo Saba. Just keep that in mind and don't necessarily don't believe that Black Wall Street has to be on a street. Black Wall Street can be everywhere. We can have multiple Black Wall Streets in one city. And it starts it's going to have to start like that. We just have to take over um, a strip of businesses like, um, I don't know, a business strip. Take it all over. All those is black owned businesses. That can be a black Wall Street, a black owned plaza. You know, just different things like that. We can open our own malls. At the end of the day, that's what Black Wall Street is. It's just business districts in which are everything is owned by a black person. Period. That's Black Wall Street. So you ask, has this ever existed? Well, yes, this have has existed. In the early nineteen hundreds in Tulsa, Oklahoma, northern Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, around the ways of Greenwood Ave, black people in Tulsa started to buy um, a lot of different buildings to um, house their businesses. And it literally grew and grew and grew over time to the point where it was at least 21 churches. Um, I'm sorry, I'm reading off my paper. Uh, 21 churches, 21 restaurants, um, 30 grocery stores, movie theaters, a hospital, a bank, post offices, libraries, schools, law offices. They had two um, they had two airports with a dozen private planes, a bus system, pawn shops, jewelry stores. They had farmland and they were also getting into the oil industry. That's how wealthy Black Wall Street was, Little Africa was in Tulsa, in northern Tulsa, Oklahoma in the 1900s. And it strived for a long time. I mean, it was at, it was 15,000 people living in Black Wall Street. It was a 36-block district, and it was just businesses all over the place. It was businesses, it was houses, it was, um, it was businesses, houses, and then obviously they had farmland somewhere somewhere close in which they controlled this lasted for only about 21 years and that's 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 sad that's sad because the kkk ku klux klan this that terrorist terrorist group in which it still exists today and it's still not labeled as a terrorist group but i digress that terrorist group and the white sympathizers around them was jealous that black people were starting to build a financial juggernaut in northern Tulsa, Oklahoma, behind their business districts um, and everything that resided inside or around Greenwood Ave in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I mean, we had doctors that was going to school, um, that was building their own medical schools. And another thing that basically made them jealous is when they sent our kids and well really anybody to school even just within the community everybody dressed in a suit and a tie and it was because of how they raised the kids in the in the community with um digni- dignity respect honor and all these things that embody a powerful person and ultimately they didn't like that when they seen that you know they was building their own schools they were teaching their own kids um i mean you name it they were doing it they were conducting business globally. And also, I thought this was interesting when I was doing my research. They a lot of one third of the people who lived in Black Wall Street, Little Africa, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, 
they went through the, t- the trail of tears. So they were acclimated with the Indians at that time. So Indians were also a part of Black Wall Street. And if you um, intermarried with Indians, you were promised 40 acres and a mule. Is that crazy? That's how they got that's how they got the farmland. And if you got farmland that later on oil was discovered on that farmland, that was yours. So this is how they got into the oil, the oil industry. Um, And that would have been that would have made a killing. That would have made a killing simply because look what oil is now. So if we continue to control those oil lands and, you know, all this money, um, because even then, um, they said that the dollar circulated 36 to 100 times within the within Black Wall Street, taking at least a year for it to leave the community. That's huge because nowadays, literally nowadays, um, I, I think this was back when they was doing um, they, they researched back in 2012 in the black community, the dollar circulates for only six hours and then it's out somewhere in, within another community. And that's, you know. That's believable because if we talking about our women, our um, black queens, who they go to get their nails done with? The Chinese, the Asians. Um, I won't say Chinese, the Asians. Um, and get this. The Asian community take about 28 days um, for the dollar to leave their communities. Jewish communities, about 19 days. African-Americans, six hours. Um, and then I did a little bit more dig- digging. They said, again, a different... Um, source they said the money circulates zero to one time within the black community um, within the latino community uh, more than six times it'll circulate before leaving um, and then the asian community nine times before it leaves the community and then obviously the white community it just circulates unlimited amount of times so basically it, it never the dollar never leaves the white community that's why we need black wall street I'm going to read that again. In the black community, the dollar circulates zero to one time within the black community before it leaves the black community to go somewhere else within a different community. In the Latino community, it circulates more than six times before leaving the community. In the Asian community, it circulates at least nine times before leaving the community. And in the white community, it circulates unlimited amount of times. So who really controls the money? That's why we need Black Wall Street so we can get back to that 36 to 100 times before it leaves our community because that's huge. It takes a year for our money to get out of our community. We don't even see a half a day now. We don't see a half a day now, but back in the day, back in the the early 1900s in Tulsa, Oklahoma, it would take a year for a dollar to circulate outside of our community. That is huge. That's why I want to build Black Wall Street. Because if we can circulate our money within our own community, we don't need their money. And that unlimited amount of times for the white community will drop because it will be circulating. We will be circulating our own money within our own businesses, within our own schools, within our own everything. And that's what we need in order to empower ourselves to strive for greater greatness because we all strive for great greatness now but we need to strive for greater greatness that's possible i promise you it's possible and um so black so in tulsa that was huge that was the money circulation was huge um but they also believed in educating 
every child every chance they get. Hence, look at the brand. Empowerment through creativity with a focus on underprivileged youth. Back in the day, Jim Crow forced our people to create things like Black Wall Street. And that's what it said when I was researching. It was like the laws that Jim Crow, the Jim Crow laws that were created drove our communities together to figure out a way to survive without needing their help. And of course, today it sounds very, very, um, let's say divisive because we're saying, oh, we need a black Wall Street. And a lot of, um, I don't know what it, left wing or right wing, whatever the case, them Fox people and all them Republicans and a lot of these the people, the blind people, I would say. I, I'm going to say the blind people because I don't know about that white ring, right ring, left ring. I don't know what none of that means. So all the blind people, all the people that say they don't see color, all them type of people, they have a problem with being pro-black. And building a black Wall Street isn't bad. It's just create, basically creating our own way to fund our own, um, our own communities. And to not have to worry about somebody else that don't have nothing to do with us or can't relate to us in any way, shape, or form, controlling what comes into our community, what leaves our community, um, how much funding our community gets, when our roads get done, um, how many houses is abandoned, when those houses become not abandoned, when they're gonna renovate those houses, when they, you know, all these different things that they control now, if we actively build and create black wall street we can handle those things because we will have the money circulating within our communities to fix the various things that need to be fixed or to build the various things that need to be built or to renovate anything that needs to be renovated in order to bring more money into our communities so black wall street is not a divisive tactic it's more so something to um level the playing field because the field the playing field has been has been one-sided and that one side is the white population the white man um and they've always been conscious of undermining the black man and making sure that the black community when i say black men or white men i'm just talking about the race overall but they're just they're they've been so bent on making sure the black man does not succeed at the rate at which they do succeed and as well as they have succeeded over time, through time, and in the present. Now, what Michelle Alexander, um, the great Mich- Michelle Alexander, she's awesome. She's brilliant. She's brilliant. And she wrote the new Jim Crow. So if you haven't got it already, get it. But she has this saying that she says in the new Jim Crow. And it goes preservation through transformation. So they're preserving the same ideals of Jim Crow, um, oppression, all that all those things that held black people back throughout the years, they just preserve, preserve it by transforming it, transforming it into something that is um, modern today. So by us creating Black Wall Street, we can take away that that preservation of um, oppression, the preservation of Jim Crow um, with the new Jim Crow, uh, the preservation of this hate that goes around America every day um, towards you know, the black culture or the black population or any black person simply because they're black, simply because um, their genes are strong or they look stronger or their muscles are big or, you know, just the little silly things that, I mean, you may laugh or you may say 
that people don't you know the the white people throughout time didn't wasn't mad at this stuff but they were really mad at this stuff they were mad because how we looked because of our skin color because of um our success a lot of the things that we do we can do better than them in many ways um that's why a lot of these things were created because it was exclusive to them and once we started to figure out you know how to add subtract read write all these things that they kept from us for years um, during the slavery times, they started to try to take away a lot of more stuff. Like once we started to read or once we started to to learn to speak for ourselves, they started to take away our voting. Then we had to fight to get our voting. Then once we got our voting, then they started um, and they and they couldn't enslave us anymore. Then they started to take away our our freedoms and ways in which they were giving us freedoms, but they they made guidelines pretty much segregation and now black wall street in the early 1900s um segregation jim crow the jim crow laws all that stuff they created that pushed us to create black wall street in which we can fend for ourselves fund our fund our own communities fund our own construction fund our own everything and they still had a problem with it because we started to step on their foot and step into their um realm and their financial realm in which they didn't control all the money and once they seen that as a threat and they um basically was jealous of the success that our communities our people was having they decided to literally bomb us from the air and burn down everything they could on june 1st 1921 in less than 12 hours they did what is considered the black holocaust of america they killed 3,000 African-Americans and literally burned down pretty much every business they could find. So the black people responded to the Jim Crow laws, the segregation, the hate by successfully separating themselves from that hate, that negative energy and building their own community in which they funded and they continue to fund themselves. And they created their own way to get with get and provide what they need for their family, for their friends um for the community and ultimately they were punished killed and everything that they worked for for years was burnt down to the ground because of jealousy that was all orchestrated by the ku klux klan and officials within the city of course and then along with the followers and sympathizers of the ku klux klan but this is why we need to build black wall street because you see power in the destruction of black wall street they seen power in black wall street that's why they de they destroyed it think about if we had black wall street today in this world in this world today in this day and age today think about if we really had black wall street a 36 block black business district think about that while we go to break because we got to go to break real quick um and then we'll be back yeah, in a few all right though so we'll be back in three two
by your side, filled with hope and filled with pride. We are more than we are. We are one. Now I know y'all know that song. That's from Lion King 2. Y'all know Lion King one of my, well, some of y'all don't. Most of y'all don't. So Lion King is one of my favorite movies, Disney movies of all time. And it just, the song really goes with the topic, Black Wall Street, because we are all one in the black community and we need to be one, work as a collective in order to, you know, get stuff done. But we'll get into that in the second half of the show. Right now, I need y'all to go over to get your phone. Your phone should be in your hand, really, or somewhere next to you. Go to Instagram, go to Twitter, go to Facebook, follow, like our pages. Um, Facebook is at is Royal Flex the Brand. Instagram is at Royal Flex the Brand. Twitter is at RFTB underscore official. And also II Talk Show. Please go ahead, like our social media, share our pages, share our posts. Um, so we can keep this momentum going, keep the momentum flowing, keep the energy, uh, positive vibes going. Um, and also, if you care about what we're doing, what we're trying to do, you care about our vision and you respect what we're doing, please go to our You Caring account and donate anything you can so we can actively start to look for sufficient studio space so we can get guests in on the show um, in studio and not, you know, via Skype or anything like that. Because the ones that we can get in studio, I want to get in studio, meet them face to face because those interviews are always priceless and you can get video pictures and all that good stuff so if you care about what we're doing please go to our you caring account the link will be in our bio um and just donate whatever you can to the cause we are a non-profit organization so we are not doing this for profit we are doing this for growth development and a better future so again follow us on social media facebook instagram at royal flex the brand twitter rftb underscore official and also ii talk show this is introspective insight talk show and we will be back in three two can destroy it's our pride deep inside we are one family family we are one The sun, all the wisdom to lead, all the courage that you need. 
Y'all like that song? That's one of my favorite songs from Lion King 2. Uh, we Are One. That was just Simba and Nala. Um, I'm sorry, not Lala, Nala. Simba and um, Kiara. Um, You know, he was just telling her that we are all one. We family. And we go through our tough times and stuff. But at the end of the day, we family. And that's all that matters. And remember that. And you will be good. So... Um. Yeah, that's one of my favorite songs, and I think it just went with everything that we're talking about right now. So that's why I threw it in there because that was a dope song, Lion King, my favorite movie. So why not? So as we go through, let me finish up. Um, about you know down in Tulsa, um, northern Tulsa, Oklahoma, where Black Wall Street, little little Africa. Um, it was just it's just sad that. It came to an end because the KKK and all the white supremacists um, during that time was jealous to the fact that um, black our black brothers and sisters down there was um, getting it done uh, within their own community. And they didn't need um, the white community in order to survive because they did it by any means necessary. And in this case any means was building over 600 successful businesses um and ultimately creating their own little uh world if if i like what i like to say um and ultimately all that went straight to the ground because the jealousy of the kkk white and white supremacists um during that time so and it took them and what's what's really crazy is it only took them 12 hours actually less than 12 hours to completely destroy black wall street and burn it to literally nothing and it was just the economic movement that's what black wall street was and it took them 12 less than 12 hours to destroy that movement that probably would have changed the course of the status of black people today if it was still up and running um but that's why i'm so motivated to continue the conversation start restart jumpstart the um, kickstart the conversation to black wall street because it really is just the economic movement to empower uh black people that look like me that got my same skin color darker and lighter to just start your own businesses um and try to get into you know or not even try to get into supporting other black businesses and not try to get over on you know everybody or anybody when it comes to doing business with them because that ultimately turns into people and our money um going elsewhere because it's always black people that think or that believe that they need to um you know do a quick one or um try to trick you into getting money and it's i mean it's never that serious you're gonna get my business and if you like it's it's as simple as if you do your job right the first time 
I'm a loyal customer because I'm going to come back and I'm going to tell people that you did your job right and I'm going to bring you more money. So why screw me over um, in the first place when I am the gateway to more people coming to you for business? I just never I never understood that. I never get it and I never will. Um, but Black Wall Street, I mean, that Black Wall Street is gone and it's been gone for years, um, almost 100 years in a in a few years. Um, but we can build another one and that would be dope if we can get one going and starting buying, you know, the hundred year mark of this one in Tulsa being burnt down. Um, so if we, we can go back to the quote, you can't have capitalism without racism. Uh, Malcolm X said that, and I truly believe it because capitalism is the center of American money, if you will. And they have, I've been saying this for the last couple weeks, um, capitalism has been the um, one true demise of black people or just actually, it don't even have, I can generalize this one and say just people, the the general public of Americans, um, the general Americans, I guess I can say, um, simply because capitalism calls for profit from anything and the wealthy and the greedy wants to try to profit from anything all the way down to your health. And they will not, they will not see any, if they don't see any benefit in it, um, when it comes to monetary value, then they're not going to invest in it. Um, so that's why we're, they're starting to defund our nonprofits, um, our education, different education programs, um, after school programs, uh, you name it. Anything that empowers the future, um, they will defund because they don't see any monetary value in it. But yet uh, they will fund a lot of these different things that, you know, is is doesn't hold any real substance within the next. You know, when you look down the line to five, ten years um, down the line. So, yes, capitalism with the, you can't have capitalism without racism because uh, you have to profit from somebody. And if you oppress you know a race a specific race a, a specific group of people then you will be able to forever profit off them because you will always control what they need just think about that if you oppress a race or a group of people um or multiple groups of people for that matter um or think about the uh the caste system think about income if you base the groups don't th- you you don't even have to base the groups off of race you can base base them off of income household income different things like that if you oppress enough people then you can always profit off them because you will always find something that they need and as long as they need it they will buy it supply and demand so the more they need it the more you supply it the more they buy it you see what I'm saying? And it just happened to be that black people has been the ones that's been oppressed for literally since they've been since they touched um, this land of America. I mean, you know, since the Europeans stole them from Africa and brought them over here and all that stuff. But, yeah, I truly believe that you can't have race or uh, capitalism without some form of racism. Um, I see where. Malcolm X is coming from and it just fit with the um you know with the narrative today because it literally capitalism 
drove the KKK and, you know, the, the, the white high ranking officials and the sympathizers to burn down Black Wall Street in a matter of um, under 12 hours. Capitalism, profit, the 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 idea of them not being able to profit in the ways in which they've been doing for the past, I don't know, um, hundred years or whatever the case. I'm just throwing out a number. Don't quote me on that. But I'm just kind of hyperbole. I'm being I'm exaggerating a little bit. But for the past hundred thousand years, um, because they see a threat in which these black people um are starting to learn the ins and outs of the oil industry, um, farming, um being in unison in which they will they can build together, maintain together, and ultimately take over districts of a city um that scared them and they were jealous because they could not um repeat um what they were doing. They cannot um um what's the word I'm looking for? Um they cannot uh replicate it. Um and that scared them. So in turn, it was okay. I'm just gonna take everything from them, and I know I can do it and get away with it because I have the city officials on my side. I have the people in power on my side. So they burned down everything that was Black Wall Street, Little Africa. They burned it down so they couldn't have success, so they could oppress, so then they can continue to supply us with what we needed, um, through capitalism, through profit, um, the need of. And that's that's I, I truly believe Michael Max hit it on the nose um, to certain aspects. And it's still that still persists. That still exists today, uh, which is crazy. Not really crazy because America, America was never great um, and it never will be great as long as it's so much hate spewing um, through the veins of so many Americans. Um, and the KKK is still considered a, a group instead of a hate group instead of a terrorist group if they're just considered a group in which they're just expressing their first amendment rights of freedom of speech um and they don't go down as a terrorist organization that's been terrorizing and um ultimately committing acts of terror throughout the years in history of america then we will always face racism in america but that's a later conversation that's not even built on the principles of black wall street but i just had to say that um and then nepotism uh that just goes into uh black wall street and being able to support our own um and employ our own and just work out everything within our own walls of our own community uh that's powerful enough that's powerful in itself and if we can employ our own and sh- and teach our own how to build and successfully build uh, a business um, in any in every way, shape, or form, and maintain it, then we will be good going down the line in the future. And that's all it is. But it starts with the kids. It starts with our youth, and we build up through there, through them, into um, the communities. And I mean, we can we can help our elders. But it starts with the youth because the youth is the future. And if we plant these seeds, um, these gems in our youth early, then when they become me and they become their parents and they become parents, then they're going to plant those gems that we planted in them into their children. And then it, it really creates the domino effect. 
and it will ultimately start to change the you know how we approach different things in the world today how um we're viewed how we view each other how we view um our women how we view everything within the black community it just it would change the whole spectrum if we can um embody the Nguzo Saba if we can embody the idea of black wall street and cooperative economics um and just simply invest our money in ourselves in our communities um and in our own resources so then once we have our own resources then we have to take less from the the outside um you know communities and all everything the establishment basically is what i'm saying we take less from the establishment and we circulate more within our communities um and then obviously we can go into different communities like we do now now like we do now but we will have that core circulation within our own black community just like in tulsa oklahoma in the early 1900s uh when it took literally a year before our dollar left our community that's awesome and that is a goal in which we should set to reach um, simply because you already know simply because we need our money to circulate within our communities and we need to provide ourselves with the resources in which we can build, maintain and ultimately control our own destinies, control our own food, um, control our own health. Don't have to work. Don't have to use these deadly prescri- prescription drugs um, that they uh, prescribe us when we're sick quote-unquote uh you know all these different things that ultimately leads to a better a better life um health is wealth uh and we want to live as long as we as long as possible so we have to fund all that ourselves now because if we if we wait for them to fund it we'll never we we would die waiting literally because we'd be waiting forever um so that leads me that goes that basically leads me into the last portion of the show and i just want to say that we need to um actively fund our own development uh that's been something i've been that's a principle um i've been basically holding strong by for years now and ultimately that 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 is what pushed me to create the brand and ultimately this show it's just getting it out that we need to now more than ever fund our own nonprofits, fund our own advancement, fund our own um, education, um, extracurriculars, um, and just fund our own everything because they're not going to fund it from, for us. And time after time again, year after year, you see that they cut back on more and more things because they don't see profit in our advancement. They don't see profit in underprivileged youth going to after school programs after school. So if they take away after school programs and those youth end up on the streets and if they end up on the streets, then they become another statistic in which they use against us in order to oppress us and tell us we are something that we really aren't. So we have to fund our own nonprofits, our own programs, our own um, food drives our own everything because they're starting to cut back on everything simply because there is no profit in that and that's capitalism and what michael mech said you can't have capitalism without racism they don't care about how we end up they just care about the money that's going back into their pockets understand no 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 don't over don't understand overstand 
that we have to fund our youth's future so that our youth can be better off. Because if we wait and let the government, the establishment fund our youth's future, then they won't go anywhere. They will be in the same position that they are, they are in now in which everything is being cut. All the opportunities are being cut. Jobs are harder to get, harder to stay with, harder to maintain. They don't pay as much or the benefits are not that good. Um, So by us funding our own resources, funding our own nonprofits, funding, funding our own programs and stuff, we actively invest in our youth, invest in our youth programs, invest in after school programs, extracurricular, um, extracurriculars, the arts, um, sports, uh, entertainment, all that stuff that the brand is, is centered around. And we take that, we need to take that and show the youth that they can use that to profit. They can use that to change the world. They can use that to ultimately do what they want to do in life. But it all starts with us. It all starts with funding our own nonprofits, funding our own programs, funding our own food drives, funding our own um, communities, which brings me back to the full circle. Black Wall Street, funding our own Black Wall Street. If we can fund our own Black Wall Street, I guarantee you that we will be better off than what we are now. We're in okay position now, but it's nowhere near what we could be or where we should be because we've been oppressed for so long and we've been our opportunities has been um, so minor thus far. Um, and we work 40, 50, 60, 90 hours a week for a check that we live in paycheck to paycheck. Let's change our whole mindset. Let's create Black Wall Street so they won't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Because we'll have the different things that we own or that we have the funding to create our own businesses. Because that's another thing. These banks are owned by white people and they don't give us loans because our credit, quote unquote, is bad. They can give a a white person a loan like with the snap of fingers. Like it's, it's that simple for them to give somebody that's not of color a loan. But when we go to get a loan, it's a problem. Or it's a liability or it's a risk. Uh, I remember when I bought my um, Maxima uh, in 2013. I went there with cash to buy it. But the guy thought I, was, I wasn't I was going to put anything down. And when I pulled out my cash, he was like, oh, you paying for it right out? I was like, uh, yeah, what you, what you thought I was doing? And he was like, oh, I don't know. Like, they don't believe that we can do it. They don't believe that we can stand together. Umoja. They don't believe that we can have unity. They don't believe that we can have cooperative economics. And that's why we should start building Black Wall Street. And then once we show them, then that's when they get scared. But the good thing about building Black Wall Street now is they can't burn it down. They're not going to bomb us. They're not going to tear it down. There's no Ku Klux Klan um, that's going to uh, orchestrate the destruction of Black Wall Street because we have the second amendment <laughs> Nah, i'm not i'm not even gonna um promote i'm not gonna get political but still it, it ain't none of that happening like i i wish a ku klux klan member would for real though but um yeah that's pretty much what i got for this episode again i apologize for um the three week four week uh delay on the show but like i said we was having technical difficulties 
or I was having technical difficulties over here in the stew. And but that's all done. That's all set. That's done. It ain't happening again. I got my audio interface right here. It's beautiful. It's perfect. It's red and it's working perfectly. I love it. It's no delay. Everything is right instantaneous. That other bootleg mixer I'm probably going to sell on Facebook or something to somebody. Don't care about it. Don't want it no more. So um, that's pretty. That's everything that I got for you. Let's build Black Wall Street for you guys. Uh, let's build Black Wall Street. Let's embody it in Guzo Saba. Let's let's internalize it. Let's bring it to life. Um, learn. Go go look up uh, Black Wall Street. Uh, it's a documentary out too. Look at the documentary. It's about I think it's like two hours long. Uh, go look at the documentary. Um, educate yourself. Stay focused on on the master plan. Uh, just do different things. Do different things to uh, start the conversation. Talk about Black Wall Street with your with your friends, with your family. Um, think about just get their ideas of what they think about Black Wall Street. If they know what Black Wall Street is, if they ever thought about possibly starting a Black Wall Street somewhere, um, because that's how you start the conversation. That's how I'm gonna start the conversation. I say Black Wall Street. I talk about Black Wall Street all the time with all my peers, uh, with all my family all that good stuff, and put it like this, when I set my mind to something, I get it done, so Black Wall Street will be in Rochester, New York, somewhere, at some point in time, just be ready, and also, before we go, that's what the, that's what the new, uh, cover art is about, that's Black Wall Street, you see RFTBHQ, that's, that's the brand headquarters, um, health is wealth, I mean, health, health and wellness. I got the health and wellness center in there because I'm going to be a personal trainer. I'm going to be a nutritionist. So I got to have that. And health is 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 vital within our um, community because we have too many black brothers mainly dying too young off of or because of things that can be prevented. So health is definitely wealth and health and wellness centers are needed um, within the black community. Um, so we know about mental health and, um, the various health problems that can be fixed, reversed and, um, you know, and remedied, if you will. And also the Sankofa Leadership Academy. Uh, that's just the basis to who I am, how I grew up, um, where I grew up and my development, where my development stemmed from. Um, and probably, probably gonna make that actual academy. Who knows down the line. So um, just guys, Black Wall Street. This is the Black Wall Street podcast. I am King Devdo. This is Royal Flex the Brand's introspective insight. And we out in three, two, one. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Introspect. Tiv inside. Hope you come back next week. And y'all already know though. I am King Devdo. This is Royal Flex the Brand's introspective insight. I thank y'all for listening, and I'm sorry for being gone for too long, but I'm back and I'm better than ever. Always, you already know Instagram, Facebook at Royal Flex the Brand, Twitter RFTB underscore official. Also, I I talk show. This is introspective insight go to our you caring account 
donate something so we can get out this basement and also come back next week nah for real though come back though come back though